You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. I wonder how many people who are listening to this are in bed right now with COVID or home from work with COVID. It's just crazy. A third of my coaching clients have gotten COVID. A quarter of my friends have gotten COVID. I had COVID a couple of months ago. It's just wild. Hope you're staying safe out there and hopefully it's not affecting you too bad. And if it is, I just hope that you're okay. Today's episode, we are doing an interview with a very nice young lady. Her name is Kelly. And the reason why I put in the title of this episode that it's uncensored is because I really feel like this is uncensored. Like I did not hold back with asking her questions. I tried to get in the mindset of a guy who could ask a girl a question and just get the most real and raw answer. And the reason why it's like that for this episode is because Kelly told me, she said, listen, you ask me whatever you want. I am comfortable with anything. And so she gives us a very raw, real life story, who she is as a 23-year-old female, cute, and living in Manhattan and what that's like. I mean, I was asking her questions that if you were at a dinner table asking these questions, people would be like, oh, you shouldn't ask that. But you know, I thought, let's just go all out. And I have someone here who's willing to be a participant in that. And I know that she's listening right now. So I'm going to say thank you once again for being very honest with us. I think it does help. It's good to see the real answers from somebody in terms of what it's like to be a female in the dating world, what kind of experience they're going through. And it's interesting. It's informative. It's entertaining. It's really one of my favorite interviews that I've had in a while. So bear with the audio. I know that lately the audio has been a little tough with some of these interviews. I think the reason why is I'm using a new software. It's called Riverside. And it's very sensitive. So people on the other end who don't have a mic, you can really hear the background noise. But hopefully my my editor, what's up, John? I know you're listening. Hopefully you're doing a... and Well, I know you're doing a good job. And he's doing the best job he can to make it so it's as audible as possible and friendly to your ear. So the reason also why I titled this episode, The Three Date Rule, When Sex Happens, if you haven't heard of The Three Date Rule, it is a common rule that is held by women who say that they're not going to have sex with a guy until three dates. It's a way for them to filter out guys who are not interested and are only interested in sex. Apparently, you're about to find out that that has not necessarily been the most effective way to filter out for guys who are interested in that because guys will wait till the third date. They will have sex and then they will ghost the girl. It's pretty crazy that that is actually happening, but you're going to hear it here from Kelly's perspective and the stories that she's going to tell. While that is just a part of the episode, there is a lot more beyond the three-date rule that we do discuss. But I thought a very appropriate title would be that because that is something that we definitely dive into. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about what it's like for her to be dating on Hinge. She's going to go through a portion of her dating profile. So there's going to be a part when She's going through her dating profile. If you want, I'm going to put this episode up on YouTube. You can see it. But I do a pretty good job just explaining what I'm looking at when she's showing her dating profiles. We actually go through her dating profile on Hinge to see what that's all about. I really think you guys are going to like this episode. Again, 
it was very fun to do. It was very fun to have this kind of raw conversation. And I hope you guys like it. If you do, don't forget, you can leave five-star ratings on Spotify. You can do the same on iTunes. And it definitely helps get the podcast out there to more people. And it's one of the biggest thank yous you can do. So if you've gotten anything from this podcast at all, you do enjoy it, you're entertained by it, you've gotten a tip that works, whatever it may be, those five-star ratings are awesome. So thank you so much for all who have left them. And thank you to you if you decide to leave one as well. If you're struggling right now with dating, with meeting women, with talking to women, if you're struggling with understanding how to be a guy who gets more matches on the dating apps or a guy who's able to confidently approach and talk to a woman, you can always get help. Help is available to you from me and my team here at TripAdvice. We are crushing it with our clients. Absolutely crushing it. I'll tell you just a very quick story. There was a guy who recently signed up for coaching. If you're listening, what's up, bro? I'm not going to say her name because we keep all of our clients 100% confidential. But he basically had problems with getting out of the friend zone and getting past first dates. So he was decent at getting a lot of first dates. He was getting those from the apps and meeting women. But after a first date, nothing would happen. And then he ended up working with actually not even me, one of my coaches on my team. And after working with him for six weeks, he was able to bring three women home after a first date. So he went from first dates leading to nowhere to now first dates leading to girls wanting to come home with him. So he learned how to escape and avoid the friend zone and be a guy that women thought as a sexual being. So anyway, it's pretty amazing. That is a true story. And if you're listening, buddy, I'm glad it worked out for you. And I wish you tons more success. If you need help and you want to get help with coaching, go to coachedbytrip.com and we will get on the phone with you, see if coaching is a good fit. All you have to do is apply at coachedbytrip.com. The link is always and always will be in the show notes, along with a few other links. If you're not ready for coaching, you can get my video course or my book. Let's get into the interview. Hope you like it with Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good. You're in Manhattan, so it's five o'clock. So you must be just mm-hmm. off of work. Yes. Tell me about what is life like for a 23-year-old female in Manhattan? I would say that there is a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of great things to do, a lot of bars to go to. It's a lot of fun, but it is extremely costly. So especially in your early 20s, it's hard to be able to afford things that you actually want to do. You look like you live in a nice place. Yeah, I got a COVID deal here. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be able to afford it when they put my lease renewal up, but we'll see. What's a COVID deal? Uh, Because everybody moved out of the city during the height of the COVID pandemic. So they were offering like really cheap rent to people who were moving. And now everybody's rent. I've heard of people's rent increasing like 40 times what they signed it originally. 40? You mean 40%? Yeah, 40%. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable sharing how much you make? I'm just curious what a person needs to make to barely survive in Manhattan. I make 90,000. So I'm definitely like comfortable. When I first moved, I only made like 65. You're you're 23 years old. (laughs) Yeah. That's almost unheard. I mean, you got to make that in Manhattan for sure, but... 
Yeah, I would say when I first moved, I was only making 65, which is probably what most people are more like starting off in in their early 20s. And it wasn't terrible, but I definitely feel a lot more comfortable now. Like I know that I can go out to eat and like go to the bars and not have to worry about like paying my rent or anything. You can definitely do it with less, but even still like now, it's not that I don't save any money because I do, but I wish that I could like do everything that I want to do and save more money. Yeah, right. I just can't believe you're making almost six figures and you're saying (laughs) the things that you're saying right now. I know, it's honestly insane. Is your work virtual? Yeah, right now it's it's been virtual since 2020, which is crazy. I haven't been back. I guess the office is open now optionally if you want to go. I went like a couple weeks ago just to remember how it was before the pandemic, but they haven't announced when they want to go back. So. I think you should move to Oklahoma City <laughs> and you can find a nice gentleman there <laughs> without all the hustle and bustle and be rich with your, with your 90,000. That is true. But I do like the hustle and bustle. You do like it's part it, of, of the course. charm. Of yeah. course. So do you have a lot of friends there? I want to say a ton. I have some from college, but some of my friends from college, since we're still pretty young, still live at home. So I'm not sure like when they want to move out or where, but I do have a couple friends from college here. I've made some friends along the way. But all of my home friends from high school pretty much like stayed locally from my hometown. So does everyone just pregame at your place, come to your place to come down to the city? <laughs> Not necessarily. I guess it depends who I'm going out with. Usually I'll go to other people's places or just like meet at the bar. I live in Fidei, which is like the bottom of Manhattan by like Wall Street. So it's kind of far out of the way for most people to come all the way down here when we're going to go back uptown to go to the bar. Got it. Okay. Do you like meeting guys at the bar? Do you meet a lot of guys when you're there? I would say I do meet a lot of guys, but I don't enjoy it. Okay. Why not? Because I feel like most of the time when you meet a guy at a bar, he wants one thing and that's pretty much it. And you don't want that one thing? It's not that I don't want the one thing, but I would prefer to be taken out a couple times before the one thing happens. Why do you think that is? We can say sex, by the way. It's okay. Okay. I don't know. I just, I definitely was kind of like, I had like some wild phases in high school and college. So I don't really just feel the need to like have a bunch of casual one night stands anymore. It just like doesn't really do anything for me. So I prefer, and I think a lot of women, especially as they're entering their 20s, realize that sex is a lot more enjoyable when you actually have an emotional connection to somebody. Have you been stood up before after a one night stand? Yes, absolutely. How many times? Mm, I don't even know. A really? lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do or you sometimes, blame men or do you blame yourself? I think a little bit of both. I blame myself for like I've had one night stands before. Well, I know what it is, you know, like I don't expect them to text me after or call me after like it is what it is. Oh, but okay. there so, you are, sometimes... so you are doing them then you must then. If you, yeah. If you're I mean, aware I have, them, you enjoy I have it. in the past. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I would say now more like I've had experiences where I'll go on like three dates with a guy, the three date rule, obviously have sex with him and then Why he'll ghost me after. I don't know. That's just what you're told. <laughs> 
Okay, so sorry I interrupted. <laughs> Say that again. So, so like I've sometimes gone on three dates with a guy to like make it seem like you don't want to like be too easy on the first mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. And then once we have sex, like after three dates or however many dates, they will ghost me. Interesting. Okay. So you'll wait the three dates, you'll have sex, and then they'll ghost you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. What does that feel like? It feels pretty shitty because it's kind of like, I don't know, you just put yourself out there and you like expect somebody to have basic respect and decency for you. And they just don't. They made their intentions very clear. Like when they ghost you, that that's all that they like. Once you've given them what they wanted, once you've benefited them, they don't have any use for you anymore. Yeah. So let's be honest. Have you ever done that to a guy where you slept with him and ghosted him or, or in general ghosted a guy? I have definitely ghosted people before. Thank you I'm for I'm guilty as charged. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Listen, we do it. It happens. Yeah. When's the last time you ghosted a guy? Maybe like a month ago. So you tell me that you feel like crap when you get ghosted and then mm-hmm. you ghost. What's up with that? So, okay. I don't usually ghost somebody right after I sleep with them. But the last guy that I ghosted, it was a first date and he was a horrible kisser. And so then I just (laughs) never answered him again. Okay. Listen, I'm going to help you out. Can I give you some unsolicited (laughs) advice? Sure. Okay. It feels crappy to get ghosted. You know that you've experienced it. Yeah. Don't ghost. Just say this sentence. Just tell them, hey, listen, sorry, but I'll be honest, I didn't feel the connection I was hoping for. Just say that. Mm-hmm. Just say that and then and then you never have to respond to them again. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. You are definitely right. And I have been trying to be better at that. <laughs> like just being more upfront and communicative. Because it know, does I- feel like crap. So. Yeah, it's just what happens. I'm not trying to be Mr. Like, look at me, uh, soapbox moral over here. But like, I think that it feels crappy. And I think that if people ghost us, we feel like it's okay to ghost other people. Like, I bet you like more mm-hmm. than half the reason why you ghost people because you're like, I don't give a fuck. They're ghosting me. Yeah. This is just what we do, you know? Yeah. This is what you're going to do. You're going to report back to me. We have our DMs open. Okay. Next time you want to ghost someone. Just send that text. Let me know how they respond. I'm not saying that they're going to respond and be like, thank you for being honest. You're the best. They might come back and try to like, oh, well, she responded. So they might try to get you on another date or whatever. Or they might even be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you're... They might even say something mean. But at the very least, they're going to know that you did not ghost them. And that's yeah. going to that's gonna say a lot. It will. But anyway, we're not here to teach you lessons. <laughs> we're here to learn from you. So in terms of... The one night stands. You're able to tell if it's a one night stand. Then there's times when you do the three day thing. So maybe mm-hmm. you need to do like a seven day thing. I I know. <laughs> like, I've been what's thinking. Your, what, what's your, I, mean, I guess what's your plan now? I guess I'm going to increase to five. <laughs> You're going to increase to five. <laughs> I feel like the third date rule is now a little bit too predictable. I feel like a lot of guys know about that. So they know. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a guy, but like maybe some of them know about the third date rule. So they're just waiting for that third date and they like expect it at that point now. I don't know, but maybe five will, will weed out some more people. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something else you can tell. Maybe there's another yeah. way you can tell. Like, do you think you were like fully duped in some of these where like, you're like, wow, like we were really getting along. Like it seemed really fun. They were totally okay with not hooking up. Like maybe they even didn't even try until the third date. Like, do no, you feel like I there's any of those situations? Not entirely. I think a lot of times I will kind of know if a guy is emotionally unavailable but choose to ignore it, which I think is a problem that a lot of women have in terms of like they cry that they aren't in a relationship and can't find anybody that likes them, but then they go after the wrong type of guy. And a lot of times like you get that type of communication. Communication is more than just words. So a lot of times a woman will get a vibe from a guy Mm -hmm. that he's not emotionally available, but maybe he's telling her that he like wants a relationship or maybe he's inconsistent And that kind of keeps a girl on the hook. So maybe like when they're together, he's really affectionate and tells her how much he likes her and how he feels about her and how he like wants to be with her, but then doesn't text her for three days or things Mm -hmm. like that. I think kind of keep women in this like loop of not like being confused and not really sure whether they should continue seeing this person or not. So what about this as an idea? What if you were with a guy and... On the second date, maybe you've done this. You ask them what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Have you done that? I have done that, but I think that's something that I have adopted into my new dating practices to avoid all of this. I think okay. that it's really important to be like upfront and honest. But I also do think that sometimes I have asked that and guys have just lied, lied about their intentions. Yeah. Which is also an issue that you can't yeah. really control. But Okay, now I'm going to throw this out there. And I mean no offense by this, but you and I are talking really raw and honest and I appreciate your honesty. So here I go. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's possible you're bad in bed. <laughs> Maybe. I'm I don't just know. Being, I've gotten a lot of compliments. Honest. I've gotten a lot of compliments. I think so. it's rare. I mean, I don't think I don't that's know. the I don't think that's the case. Not that I can tell, but I just that's probably a rare thing if it happens so much. But hey, what if that's the case? I would say that to a guy. Like, if girls are ghosting me after they have sex, and that's happened to plenty of clients that I work with, I'm thinking, I ask them, what's going on in the bedroom? What are you doing in the bedroom? And maybe they're doing something that's turning her off. So that's why I ask yeah. you. I wonder if you're doing anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. So you think it's you're definitely a-, a thought to ponder. <laughs> But you're like, no, forget I mean, that. I would hope I, not. Well, of course but... you hope not, but it's possible. You don't think it's possible. You think that you're amazing and guys are having a good time. I like to think that, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I can't crack this for you. I'm not sure what it is. I think... It's really interesting, though, hearing this from you because I do hear this from a lot of people about the hookup culture. I mean, we're seeing it firsthand mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. Hookup culture, it's really hard to date. Would you say that? Would that be a sentence in your head? Like, it's hard to date? I don't think it's hard to date in terms of it's not hard to find somebody to go on dates with okay. and to go on dates. Like, I don't really mind first dates. I think it's hard to form a connection with somebody because of the impact that hookup culture has had. It's hard to date in the sense where it's hard to keep a man around. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What do you want ultimately? I definitely want like a long-term 
monogamous relationship. Just haven't found a new one in a while. <laughs> what kind of guy do you want? Um, somebody who is hardworking and has his life together. Like I'm not dating somebody who wants to be an actor or something like where they have no plan, no money. That's just like, I don't want to, it sounds kind of vain, but like, I don't want to have to make more money than my boyfriend or like support him. It just seems like, like you should be able to support yourself. I would say preferably tall, but that's not really a big deal to me because I'm short. How I know short that it is a big deal. I'm only five two, but I okay. do wear heels a lot. So as long as he's taller than me in heels, then that's perfectly fine with me. So if he's five six, you're cool. Yeah, that's as short as I would go though. Five seven. I would do five seven. I used to date a guy who was five eight for like two years. So See, I don't is... mind the short. It's just like, would I prefer to be with somebody tall? Yes, but I do think that. A lot of the guys who are six foot and over, because it's such a desirable, like masculine trait, they didn't have to develop personalities. And I think that a lot of times the guys who are really tall and like attractive, they know that they can get any girl that they want. So they're just assholes. Interesting. So you appreciate a guy who's under six feet because you might think that he's not as arrogant. Exactly. Wow. That's interesting. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that every, I'm, you know, I'm not thinking that every guy over six feet is Eric. No, definitely not every guy, but I feel like more of the guys that I've interacted with, at least that are over six foot, you can tell that they like walk into a room and like know that they're like more desirable than another guy who's five, eight. Right. Well, that's confidence though, isn't it? In a sense. Yeah. Aren't you attracted to confidence? Absolutely. So... What's what's the deal? Then you would want a guy over over six feet. Yes, I think confidence gets because because the, the guy who's under six feet five eight. I'm not saying that a five eight person isn't confident, but yeah, maybe he's not according to what you're saying here. I think that confidence gets the girl, but it doesn't keep the girl. Because if you are being confident with five other girls every single weekend. Like if you're not treating a girl well, at the end of the day, she's not going to want to be with you in the long term. So are you actively dating and sleeping with men under six feet tall? Not currently. <laughs> oh man. Ever? <laughs> um, I mean, I have in the past, just not right now. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you're not. Okay. Yeah. Are you seeing anyone right now? I've gone on a couple first dates lately. And they're over six feet. Yes. I find it's odd because I, I find that there are a lot more tall people in Manhattan than I've ever experienced before. Like most of the people that I match with are automatically over six feet. And I'm not necessarily looking for that, but a lot of them do like my profile, which is interesting. Are you matching though with anyone who's under six feet? Yes. But you're not going on dates with them. I no. Why? Um, I have this thing where if a guy asks me for my Instagram or my Snapchat and not my number, I don't contact them. I don't so, give it to them. So all guys under six feet are asking for your Instagram? Some of them. Some of them are boring. Some of them are ugly. I don't know. There is a lot of different factors. Some I of the guys it. over six feet are boring and ugly and ask, and I don't talk to them either. Okay. 
Okay, got it. You're just saying the majority of guys that you seem to see on the apps happen to be over six feet. Yes. Okay, fair enough. What do you want? Hinge? Yes. Any other dating apps? No. I tried to get on Raya, but I wasn't able to. They're a little bit exclusive. Will you promise me that you'll go on a date with a man under six feet in the next two weeks? Sure, I can do that. Is that a hard promise? Are you a little nervous to do that? Or does that seem okay No, for you? I'm not nervous. Okay, so you're going to DM me. And you're going to tell me okay. that you have, you have went on a date with a guy under six feet. And then that guy, you're going to also tell me you didn't ghost him. Okay. And then you told him that you didn't feel a connection with him, just like I told you to say earlier. How's that sound? Okay, that sounds perfect. Okay, we got, it. We got a good deal here. Can we check out your profile? Oh, I'm curious to see it. I think the guys might be curious yeah, to see sure. it too. So put it up to the camera. Okay. And then I have I'm gonna, I'm a, gonna read it. Okay, so I'm gonna a prompt. Pineapple on pizza is good. If you don't like it, your palate is just inferior. Okay, that's cute. That's a hard truth that I stand by. Hold on, what's your primary picture? Let me see it again. Um, I'm gonna describe it to the so guys, you can check this out. If you want to see this, this is going to be on YouTube. Otherwise, she is sitting on a couch, head tilted. Looks like a model pose. Okay, continue in a cocktail okay. dress. And I have like where I went to school. Yeah, let's see all that stuff. And such. Okay, you got 5 to 23 financial district, advertising. Okay, liberal. Okay, continue. And I have this picture. Okay, got it. So it's a selfie. Also in the same cocktail dress. Sitting down on your floor, looks like you're about to go out for a night and you thought, oh, I'm cute. I'm going to take this picture and maybe put it on my dating profile. Exactly. Okay. Nailed it. Next. Okay. Then I have like a little fun picture. Okay. Fun picture. The same shirt you're wearing right now. Yes. Fun. Maybe drunk. Maybe not. Here we are in Manhattan is the background. Okay. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Where's, the, where's the next prompts there? It's right here. Okay, we'll get along if you like cats and splitting dishes at restaurants. Okay, do you have a cat? I do have a cat. Okay, I'd hope so with that. Yes. Okay, cool. By the way, I just want to say thank you. This is very cool that you're showing us this profile. Not a lot of girls would do that. Of course. Um, okay, so the next picture is you in a kind of a cocktail slash almost trendy lingerie-ish night out. Also sort of model-ish sitting on another couch. You're wearing a lot of black. You like black. I do like black. Okay. Continue. That's good. My love language is making playlists for each other. Very nice. And then the next mm-hmm. picture, this seems like a little bit more casual homebody, glass of wine. You know what I noticed? You're never looking into the camera until maybe the next picture. Yeah. Funny <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah. So I did actually notice that, which is funny that you mention it. I just take a lot of pictures, like looking away from the camera, I think. And now you're. So I had to include one that I was looking at it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, another one on the balcony, good lighting, also in black, doing the hair pinch. Do you know what I call that, Kelly? I call that the Santorini hair pinch. Why the Santorini specifically? Because there was a period of time where I saw all these pictures of all these girls in Santorini, Greece. Pinching their hair just like you did. And so I labeled it the Santorini hair pinch. <laughs> I like that. But it's funny. It is, uh, but I know why you do it. It definitely is a very feminine and a very attractive pose for a female to do. Yeah. So I think it also just helps like if you're awkward with your hands and you don't like know what to do with them. Sure. A lot of girls just like touch their hair. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, obviously, I mean, we're not here to dissect your profile. It was more just curiosity to see it and see what's up. So you, you obviously have no problem meeting men, going on dates. You probably match with almost whoever you want. Is that Yeah, accurate? I would say that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Does that ever make you feel like happy? Like if a man ever experienced that, it would be like a dream. Mm-hmm. And for a man to be able to go on a dating app and let's say hypothetically match with any girl that he his heart desires, it would be incredible. I mean, some men yeah. do. Supposedly the top 20% of men are able to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's a very small number, right? So most men would be like ecstatic at that. I know when I was doing online dating, I, I was definitely the bottom 80%. I was not matching with any person that I wanted to. You were mm-hmm. experiencing that. I'm just curious, is there any gratitude for that? Or, or do you kind of take it for granted because maybe it's something you've always experienced? Are you like, this is awesome. Like, I'm just curious, like the female mind, like, are you like, nice, I matched with him? Or is that just so just norm for you? I definitely have not always experienced this. I was pretty ugly in middle school. So, and high school. Your ugly duckling syndrome. Yeah. So guys didn't really start noticing me until like my junior year of high school at all. But I would say like, it definitely gives gratification to match with people. I also, I guess I don't really browse that much. Like I don't really match with people first as much. I'll just kind of let them come to me and Mm -hmm. go from like whoever likes my profile. So it definitely gives like a sense of gratification. But I think that there are just so many people on that app. And a lot of times like you'll match with somebody and you'll never speak to them or like never have a conversation with them. Sometimes you'll start to have a conversation with somebody and you just like aren't feeling it. So you don't give them your number or your Instagram or like continue the conversation or like end up actually meeting them. So I think, yes, it gives gratification in terms of like, wow, I have all these options, but a lot of them just naturally don't work out anyway. Okay. So it's like, you don't even care. It's like, Ooh, whoop D I matched with them. doesn't mean shit. doesn't mean that's going to be someone. Yeah. That's interesting. And I say that to guys too, right? Like who cares about matching? What matters is, well, I say what matters is getting the date. So, okay, if you're matching with 99% of the guys or 100% of the guys, how many of those land on a date? I would say maybe like 30%. Okay, 30%. 30 to 50. No, 30. 30 to 40. Okay, so a decent amount. So what's your strategy in terms of the messaging? Like, do you have one? Because if you're on the dating apps and you're getting all those matches, what are you doing on there when you match? Big thing that I look for is if a guy doesn't just like your picture and he like actually says something, not just like you're cute or like, Hey, I think that's boring. Every guy does that. Or if he likes one of your prompts or says something, or maybe he likes your picture, but he takes something from your prompt and says, Oh, notice that you talked about this in your prompt. Like, I love that. Like, I love like making playlists for each other or something that makes it known that he read your profile instead of just speeding through woman at like lightning fast, I think is something that'll definitely get my attention. And like, I'm, if I'm like somewhat attracted to you, at least, then I'll most likely 99% of the time match with you to see where the conversation goes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll start the conversation with something um, off of their prompt to see if they can carry a conversation. Cause if not, then automatically no date. 
there's just no point in me going. If I'm not going to be able to talk to somebody, it doesn't matter how hot you are. If you have an eight pack, I don't care if you're Ian Salmerhalder, like if you can't talk at all, you're not getting a date. And then I would also say like what I've been doing lately to kind of get straight to the point is asking guys like straightforward questions. Like what are the biggest red flags about you or something that's a little bit playful, but some guys give scary answers. And really? so then I automatically know like you're done. You're like, not <laughs> like me, this one guy, this yeah. one guy said, what are the biggest red flags about you? And he literally, this is word for word what he replied. He said, I only like girls under five, four who are crazy in bed. And I was like, all right, you clearly are not getting a date with that answer because that's just not what I'm looking for. Yep. So. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, see, that guy is filtering. He's looking for the girl who's going to be an easy hookup, who's going to say, well, you found her. You yeah. Know, well, or, I mean, yeah, I definitely appreciate like the upfrontness. I thought it's a, the way that he's phrased it was a little bit intense. Like sometimes guys will say they have commitment issues and I automatically know like that's not really something that I think I should go for because I'm probably just going to end up getting hurt in the end anyway. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the honesty and like want people to be upfront, but I think it helps me kind of weed out people that like might actually lead somewhere more than just a hookup. Yeah. When do you want to get married? Before 30. When do you want to have, when, when have kids? I would say first one by like 32 to 35. Whoa, that's late. You think so? 32? I feel like that's pretty on time. I mean, lately it is. But I mean, when a woman gets into her 30s every year, yeah. your eggs I mean, deteriorate yeah, I guess, more and more. It's interesting that as a 23-year-old, you, you, would, you would still want to do it that late. Knowing that you want a relationship. Is, yeah. Well, I guess 35 is a little bit old like for the first kid. But I would say probably, I guess... I don't know. I mean, I always pictured when everybody's younger, especially girls, they picture themselves being married at like 25, 26 and like getting pregnant at like 28, 29. But being single, especially in Manhattan, I've realized that that is likely not a realistic goal anymore. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I've kind yeah. of pushed everything back. And I also, even if I, by some miracle, did get married by 26, I have no desire to ruin my 20s with a child. It's just how I see it. Some people want to be a mom like really young and that's great. I support them in that. But I want to just live out my 20s like to the fullest without having to have responsibility for a child. No, I hear you. You're not ready for that until later. That's interesting. If I were you, I would actually keep that goal of when to get married and when to have kids at a lower age. Mm -hmm. Because if you push it out a little bit further even though you're thinking, and I respect that you're thinking realistically as to not upset yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you keep that goal, you might be more willing to accomplish it than if you push it out to like, oh, I'll get married by 30 and then like kids by 32, yeah. 35. You might end up going past that. So I yeah. would, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like law of attraction stuff, which I don't... Mm -hmm really believe too much in that woo-woo, but part of it does make sense. It's like what you think about and what your goal is becomes a reality. So if you're thinking, I'm going to have my first kid at 32, you'll probably have your first kid at 32 or later. But if that's not the ideal for you, and then the worst case is you end up having the kid or you end up getting married at the later age. That's just my mm -hmm. thought. Take it or leave it. Yeah. No, yeah, I definitely think that makes sense. As much as I, you know, I do have sympathy for the 
cute 23-year-old who gets a lot of <laughs> matches. Do you have any idea what it's like for the guy who's not six feet tall, who's not as attractive as some of the guys you're matching with? And those are the guys who usually reach out to me for coaching. A lot of those guys listen to this podcast. They're trying to get help. They're trying to become a guy who can match with a girl like you or just be able to match with anyone in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a question here specifically, but what do you think about that? Like, are you aware? I'm just curious, like a girl yourself, you're dealing with a lot of guys who are like arrogant, who are sleeping with you, using you for sex. Like you're seeing that guy or the creepy guy who's mentioning his red flags <laughs> or whatever. But what do you know about the guy who's shy, who's not attractive or doesn't think they're attractive? Are you aware that there are guys out there like that? I am aware, but I would say for most women, realistically, like personality is what really shines through. And I think with the rise of dating apps, everything is very about visual focused and there are a lot of attractive guys on there. So it's easy to ignore some people who aren't as attractive who may be way funnier or have a better personality and who are way nicer. So, but realistically, like I'm a perfect example. Like I've gone on dates with very attractive men and they just don't do it for me. So every girl's dream man would obviously be hot and have a good personality and like treat them nice and like do everything they want. Just like how that's a dream girl for a guy. But realistically, like I would rather have a guy who's, 5'10", 5'9", 5'10", who like is really funny and treats me like gold than a guy who's 6'4", and like has washboard abs and is just like an asshole. So I think the struggle is really getting the attention. So if you're like online dating and you're one of those guys who's a little bit like maybe not as conventionally attractive and struggling to get matches, I would say trying to focus on more on your profile and like having clever answers. I hate the, a lot of guys I'll see, like, I know they probably don't think that people read them, but I definitely do their prompts. Like they'll have one word answers and it is so boring. You have three chances, three questions to make a little bit of your personality shine through, especially if you're relying on that more than your looks. I think that's extremely important and trying to not just text a girl, Hey, smiley face, or like, what's up? Like try to be a little bit more interesting if you can, that's just my take. Like, I think that's going to get the attention more, especially when there's so many options on an online dating app. I would also say like meeting people at a bar is probably a better way. If you're really shining on like your personality and your humor, because you have the, they're there in person. They don't have to like keep replying to you over messages. They don't have to match with you. Like you're there to like show them what you have to offer. Have you ever slept with a guy who was, Absolutely, someone who is not your type physically or someone you were attracted to? Yeah, definitely. For, for real? Or are you just saying that? No, I have. When's the last time you did that? Maybe like a month ago. How many men have you slept with in total? Mm, a lot. Over, <laughs> over 60? No, no. Over 30? Yes. Over 30. Does that make you feel bad to say that or do you not care? I don't really think that it's a big deal. I think that the guys who care about body count usually have 70 plus in my experiences. I don't think that it's a bad thing to 
sleep with a bunch of people. Like I said, a lot of times I get screwed over by guys. So I'll be seeing a guy for like a couple months and it just doesn't work out. What was I going to do? Not sleep with him for three months. Like, yeah, just because you have a high body count doesn't necessarily always mean that you just like were a hoe and like right. slept around with everybody. That's not always the case. So I don't know. I think that like, if a guy asks me at this age about my body count and like takes it really seriously, I feel like that's kind of weird and like a red flag to me. Yeah. No, it's a good point though, because I mean, we're just able to meet people so easy. Yeah. Yeah. You can just get in a little two month thing like that. And of course you're going to sleep with them. Just like you said, you're going to sleep with them. It's just just what you do. It's what you do when you meet anyone, anytime it's going to happen eventually. And that's happening on a rampant level because we're able to meet people so fast. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Yeah. Are most of your friends in that body count area? No. Most of them are much lower than mine. I will say that I did have some hoe phases. Like, I'm not going to deny it. I did. It's so I it's know that. because you're the but... ugly duckling. That's why. <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, yeah. right? It's because, I don't know, just the theory is like once you weren't attractive, then you became attractive and you're like, this is fucking awesome. I'm getting all this attention. I don't know what yeah. do you think. Like, that's my psychological analysis. Definitely, because I even like had a little like ho phase in high school too when guys started noticing me. Mm-hmm. So I think that definitely plays into it in like never being the super like pretty girl that everybody wanted before. So that definitely plays into it. Um, but again, that's not like where all the people that I slept with came from. So it really just depends, like person to person. Yeah, I saw on a TikTok. You had breast implants. Yes. And you seem to be very proud of them based on what you said on the TikTok. Have you noticed a difference in attention from men when you got mm-hmm. those? How long have you had those for? Um, a little over a year. Okay. And so, oh, wow. Okay. So the past year, you've noticed more attention from guys? Absolutely. Gosh, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Is that why you got them? No, it's definitely a nice perk to it. And I knew that that would obviously happen. It's kind of just inevitable. But I just always like ever since I was in high school, I was just really insecure about having small breasts. I barely had anything and people went through puberty and their boobs got bigger and I just didn't like they just never really grew. And it just was something that really like impeded on my confidence. And I didn't like the way that I looked in a lot of clothes So it was kind of something that I've always known that I was going to go through with. Like I did it mostly for my own personal confidence than just to get the attention of men. Because I knew that I was going to get that regardless. It's just like now I feel better about the way that I look. Yeah. What size did you jump to? Double D. Whoa. Well, I would say like... Like D to double D. The bra sizes are weird. Either way, you probably were an A before, right? Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm judging. That's just a, that's a massive leap. Yeah. Well, I didn't think that I was going to want to make that big of a jump. But when I was in the consultation with my doctor, you like try on the different size implants. And the one that I thought that I wanted just didn't look good. Like with my body, like the one that he suggested looked way better, which was just interesting because I was freaking out with my friend on the phone. I was like, I don't want to be a double D. Like that scares me. Like I don't want to have big boobs. Like I literally don't. I just want to be like a C and I don't know. It just didn't look good. I'm glad that I did what I did. Like in person, I don't really think that they look like double D sometimes, but either way, listen, I respect, I respect when women 
you know, are coming from an A cup to, to do breast implants. And it all stems from a friend of mine when I was in high school. She was also very flat chested. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know if, I don't even know the smallest you could possibly go. And I asked her when she got them done, we were probably like 16, 17. And I said, oh, like, you know, how do you feel now? Or, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe I asked her beforehand, like, why are you doing this? Because like, I don't know, I'm a kid. I don't really know. I'm not thinking like, yeah, know, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like you think breast implants as a child, are you thinking like a porn star or something like that? Yeah. So I think I asked her, I said, why are you doing this? And I, I remember her response. She said, you know, I just want to be able to have the figure like a woman. And I don't yeah. feel like a woman like this. And then that, mm-hmm. you know, hit me and I was like, oh, wow, I get it. That was a great answer to me. I was like, that's fantastic. Like, and then I really respected her answer and I respect women mm-hmm. who want to do that. Because of course you want to feel feminine, you know, yeah. just like a guy wants to feel like a guy, a woman wants to feel like a woman mm-hmm. in the, I guess, cis sense, if you're not trans, right? But, yeah, you know, that's what you want. So anyways, I respect that. Not that you need that from me. Just letting you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, have you had fun? Was this fun for you? I really... Uh, this was fun. I really yeah. interrogated. <laughs> you did. You asked some hard questions. <laughs> I know. I mean, I asked some questions that, that asked you to be very honest and raw. But I, I appreciate that. And honestly, this is one of my more fun interviews because I feel like I don't have the ability to ask some of these raw questions that I know guys want to hear about just because not every person is willing to be vulnerable such as you. So Kelly, mm-hmm. thank you. I really mean that. I really appreciate you doing this and being here and sharing with us your very honest answers. I know that it can be not easy. I hope the guys who listened have really enjoyed it and hope you've made a lot of guys happy just being able to understand a little bit more from the female. Um, mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe they hate you because of some of your answers. I don't know. <laughs> But either way, that's not the point. The point was just to hear from you and hear what's going on, not to whether you're being liked or not. But anyways, I'm rambling. Thank you. Any last things you want to say or? I would say to just have fun with dating. I think that a lot of guys get like, a lot of girls too. Some of my friends get really nervous about like first dates and like, talking to people and matching with people like who cares who cares what this person thinks of you who cares like if they don't match with you like i would say just to take risks and like have fun with it in the process i like that i appreciate that advice that is true try to have fun with it try not to take it too seriously or else it's going to be a draining process right yeah exactly kelly good luck to you uh do you want guys to follow you on tiktok or instagram do you want to share that with us yeah, of course. Both my TikTok and my Instagram are at Kelly underscore Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes. Kelly, thanks again for doing this. You're awesome. And you have homework. What's your homework? To go on a date with a guy under six foot, not ghost him. And was there something else? That's it. And just let me know about <laughs> it. Yes. Awesome. You rock. Thanks again. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>